onda, chingonas? Agarra tu café, tu té, tu tequila. Yo aquí tengo mi whisky, lo que necesites para relajarte. Thank you for joining Chingonas Rising. This is a podcast for fierce and badass Latinxes that is dedicated to awakening everyone's inner chingona through entertainment, sex positivity, knowledge, and collective healing. So we are your hosts, Carol Pique Rivera. And Denise Manny Maldonado. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Chingonas Rising. We are so happy that you're here with us today on episode four, episodio cuatro. And so we're going to jump in actually by doing some updates and just kind of like how life's been. Um, as you know, we have not been recording lately. We've actually started focusing on doing a little bit of other content. Um, so more specifically, we had a live show. Uh, which just to recap, um, it was hella fun. It was hosted at the Dirty Bird Lounge in Hayward. So shout out to Eric from the Dirty Bird. Um, and we basically what we did is um, a drink making contest. So uh, Biki and I uh, both had to make our signature drink for the judges. And we had some of our um, small business um, partners, um, friends, uh, be the judges and so they got to vote on their favorite drink and then we had our awesome bartender from that night who helped yeah, us Ellie. and also yeah Ellie and she, she gave us a crash a, course on that because it was like seriously we were so clueless back there I have a newfound respect for all of our <laughs> there's like a whole new world back there right yeah and so she then I, that was just us working on our one individual drink like imagine actually having customers and having to have that entire bible of drinks in your head <laughs> <laughs> yeah so she definitely uh was a trooper um I don't think she knew what she was signing up for when she agreed like shaking her head I was like what are you doing <laughs> I'm like I just so, put that shit in there I don't know if I was supposed to <laughs> yeah so first of all we get behind the bar and we're like what the fuck do we do like I know how to drink I don't know if I know how to make <laughs> drinks for other people aside from myself right um specifically bartending and like using all the like the equipment they have back there um, all the different mixers and all the different like kinds of alcohol and like where do you get the ice we're like there's no ice where do we get this where do we get that um you know where do we like yeah, so the things go in the shaker to let us use their barn their equipment you know to pull off this competition yeah so, uh, so Nanny ended up doing a tequila drink and I made a whiskey drink and then the judges did say that Nanny's was more refreshing but if they were to do, if they needed, you know, like a drink after a long fucking day or rough week at work, then, then my drink would have been it. Yeah. Biki, I think I had I one know. of my drinks and then I was already, I was already kind of buzzed yeah. after. Biki was trying to get them fucked up. Mind you, I think we both put over six shots in each drink. <laughs> it was a lot I of alcohol. So our judges I did use, drink. yeah, I did. Yeah. I did whiskey and then I think I did lime juice and then I did just squirt in throw other chamoy, stuff in there called deadly's keto chamoy so for all my keto people out there it does not have sugar in it it's still really really good they have different flavors um uh, i thought my drink was still awesome even though people thought it might have been you know too strong yeah it's too bitter <laughs> yeah. and then ellie did end up crafting one for chingona's rising so she made two for us to choose from and then we ended up going with um the tequila one. Yeah, it was a tequila one. Um, I think that was more neutral. Um, yeah, and it was pretty good. So shout out though. to Dirty Bird. We had fun. We got fucked up. Um, we, we ended, ended up, up eating. staying around and then having like some food and some drinks. Um, yeah. They have an awesome patio. So if anybody hasn't checked it out, definitely check out Dirty Bird and Hayward downtown. Um, yeah, and we also did our first giveaway that day. So we did like announce our giveaway yeah, winner. That you day. know what? Um, so talking about the giveaway. Uh, I think I linked our I linked our winner up with uh, her twerking lessons and her taco platter. But todavía le debo su swag because that day after the live we got drunk and I don't know where our merch is. <laughs> so <laughs> so I still the devil to merch and I do have your eyelashes. But um, and the, if I don't find it, I already ordered new stuff. So then I you should be getting it soon, girl. Like don't think we're flaking on you. <laughs> <laughs> no, definitely. So yeah, Biki texted me. She's like, um, I don't know what happened to all the merch. Um, but I think we left it at the bar. Or we gave it away. I don't know. We gave it away. <laughs> yeah, I think so too. Because everybody came out of there with swag. Um, so yeah. And you know, it was just a good time overall. Um, 
so anyways aside from the um live Vicky um how have you been how's everything been going yeah it's been I think going good you know we're wrapping up the school year uh we both work with the school district um so that's always fun looking forward to summer and then this whole weekend I actually moved Johnny back up here so my son just turned 21 yay which is still crazy for me to think of right because we because usually like oh like we can't go here like Johnny's underage blah, blah but now it's like he actually is so I was able to just go to a few places even though he's a huge introvert and I mean I wonder where he got that from right yeah I wonder <laughs> but I still like to go out and drink like he, he didn't really care for it um, so it'll be nice kind of just showing him around a couple places but yeah I've just I've just been good I just actually wrapped up a class I've been really interested in taking it's like this facial action coding system a uh, class where it's like you connect the emotions to the movements in the faces. So I finally took it after years. So I just need to get my certification uh, for that, just to help with like different types of coding that I do for work for like emotion regulation or even just, you know, more stuff. It's kind of like, have you ever watched the show Lie to Me? No. You would probably like it, but it's kind of based on that. They're like a private consulting group where they're able to kind of be like, oh, that person's lying. Like, they they did you know <laughs> and they lifted like this muscle or whatever like they're exhibiting shame or like contempt and that would like, be interesting for dating you go on oh, a date you're like dude they're well, exhibiting shame um they are lying um, definitely no. the lying I mean it's it, it's definitely it has like it's things where it's not like a hundred it's like 70 percent I think like effective I'll definitely catch you up more on that as I feel like I took that entire class and I'm still like don't know everything about it because it gets complicated once they throw in all the different muscles together but yeah I'll, I'll we'll do a we'll do an episode on me after I get certified and if it changed dating for me at all I'm already zero tolerance with people because I just have a good sense of when they're bullshitting me or like you know when they have ulterior motives so it's probably gonna just make it harder <laughs> yeah and this is why Peaky's gonna stay single yeah I actually it's so funny um I know I'm not good at dating and I, I think I'm probably barely going to get back into or attempt to try to get back into the game. But I had, I matched with, I closed everything up, but I only have the league open. And I actually, I think I sent you a message and I was like, dude, I think there's like a Mexican that I matched with because that app has like such low diversity. <laughs> Yeah, so for anyone who doesn't know, the league is like this exclusive elite like dating club app and you have to kind of like get invited or like get lotteried into this. Um, so not just anyone can join. It's very like, you know, VIP. And so again, of course, it's kind of classist, right? It's kind of like rooted in that classism and shit because- You can, um, you can say like how important it is for somebody to have like a college degree yeah. or things like that. Yeah, but they don't just accept everybody. So yeah. <laughs> yeah and then so. my um yeah, my feedback was like, you only got any diversity on here. <laughs> like I keep getting the same profile of like yeah. um, this white person that likes to steal and stuff. And I'm sure some people love that, but I'm like, where am I fucking nothing on that? Yeah, no, there's like Wall Street guy that works at like a bank or something. I don't know. Yeah. So I'm scared to date white people. I don't know why. I feel like it might be like closet racist or something I don't know I swear dude um it has its <laughs> up and downs um it is challenging depending you know yeah but we'll see I'll, I'll keep you updated on how this goes with this one <laughs> and it opened up with a line that made me really laugh well yeah good luck hopefully you know turns out to be yeah, a prospect I mean, or at least a friend gonna, it's probably not gonna <laughs> <laughs> give it three days yeah. so, so tell me you got a new dog yeah so we went to the dog park um so my dog's name is savage um he's not a savage at all um that was already his name when we he got him little yeah he's a pit in lab and he's a rescue he's one um he's a year and a half he's a baby yeah so he um it's so funny because they act just like kids and um we ended up taking him to this dog park because um, the one that's like down the street from my house, we usually go there, but there's never any dogs. Like mm -hmm. it's, there's no dogs. It's a dog park. We never see, we've never seen the dog there and it's not really maintained. There's a hell of potholes and like crap all over. Um, 
so we were like, you know, we don't like this place. There's not really any dogs. And the whole point of me taking him to the dog park is for him to socialize. So we went to another one, which is like 20 minutes away from my house. And that's actually where we're going to go today after the podcast recording. And this is like in a nice little neighborhood. Everything's all nice and clean. And pretty much. And so it's so funny because, uh, we get off the car there's like two dogs there like two huge dogs I don't even know what kind of breed they were they're big mm-hmm. like massive and um we get off and we're like okay well, we'll I asked the guy is it okay like are your dogs gonna be okay if we go in and he's like yeah yeah so then we go in and then another dog gets there and then three other dogs get there afterwards so it's like a whole bunch of dogs but as soon as my dog walks in um the the biggest one out of the bunch looks at him and uh, tackles him to the ground. He just like ran up to him, headbutt him and like tackled him. And my dog got so scared. So he's like not used to it. I mean, he's the only child. And like, yeah, yeah, so he, he, um, the dog was like bullying him. And the whole time I- play Ross though. Yeah, but my dog, okay. So the whole time my dog was trying to play with the other dogs and uh, and that dog kept like following him and punking him. And he was like, not trying to let him and so then I was throwing Savage's ball and that dog went and grabbed it and was like it's my ball now and took it and went and went and hit it with his toys and then when Savage would go near the toys he would like snap at him he didn't want him to touch it so he was like heck punking him and so he was all embarrassed and like all shy and like he didn't really want to like fuck with anybody at the park because he was all embarrassed but it was pretty funny so I think that, you know, we're going to try again today and hopefully he's not there Um, because he was, I was like, he's getting bullied at the park. Um, Well, like my dog, my dog's reactive. So her trainer was like, you don't even have to take her to a dog park. A lot of, a lot of dogs aren't um, like doggy friendly. Like they're not trained to socialize. You know, there's a way to have dogs meet each other. Right. But then he's like, no, she's fine. She just needs you. She doesn't even need, like, dog friends. And I was like, dude, are you sure? And she's like, no, like, you don't even have to take her to the dog park. Now, we need to schedule a day for him and Cora to meet on neutral ground and, like, take a walk together first, and then maybe they'll be friends. Yeah. But she Savage. has friends at doggy daycare. Yeah, Savage will be all for her. He loves other dogs. Yeah. He and just, I like. I think he's still a little. I think he might still be bigger than she is because she's a petite husky. She's, like, well, she's she about. I think pounds now because she gains I think, a little weight. She gains but I think she's taller weight. than him. Oh. She's taller than him. Okay. He's more husky, but like mm-hmm. she's not. He's not very tall. He's a short dog. Yeah. He's just like medium sized, though. He's longer. Okay, that's we'll but, schedule that so we can. Yeah, but he definitely needs friends. He was getting bullied. I felt bad. And then Julio was being hella awkward, my husband, because he was like, <laughs> he's like, what do people do when they go to the dog park? And I was like, they mingle and they probably drink Starbucks. I don't know. <laughs> and then he was like, I don't want to talk to and no Taurus one. And him screams yeah, <laughs> he was like, I don't know how to do this. I don't really want to talk to anyone. He's like, I don't really it's vibe like, with oh, any no. of these old white men. I socialize and then I got to socialize. Oh, exactly. Goodness. And, you know, I think my dog picks up after him. So they were both like kind of like awkward. And he I was, was just like, over so, there trying to like. up his anxiety. <laughs> yeah, I was just over there like trying to like, yeah, trying to just like, you know, make friends so that my dog could like have friends. Oh, no. It's like, all the, it was, like all the parents that are trying to get their kids into like these ivy league preschools <laughs> i'm over there mingling <laughs> with all the white people i'm like oh yeah you come here often how old is your dog yeah they all had like, up little, a doggy event yeah they had all these like little pouches with snacks and they were trying to give my dog a snack but he was like i don't know i don't trust you and he was like i ain't trying to have a snack your dog hit me oh, poor baby yeah it was so funny better. yeah so we'll see all right so today we have episode four and it's titled it's red flag season shut it down and this is because summer's almost here i'm with it time for that summer romance the steamy relationships and all the feel-good vibes that come with it pero so if you're out there planning a day or get romantically involved we hope to share some tips that can help you to make sure that you are not anybody's pendeja
Okay, so the first thing that we want to kind of talk about um, when we're discussing dating or going into the dating scene and kind of, um, you know, more so toxic behaviors that we're trying to um, get rid of or identify really early on into the relationship. And the first one is the term um, of gaslighting. Right. And so I think that this kind of gained popularity in the past couple of years. Um, and it's actually something that like wasn't really a term. Um, I don't think people recognized popular. it. Right. It's just shit that people did. Yeah. And it actually originates to like the 1930s. And so um, but it wasn't like really called gaslighting until more recently. Mm-hmm. Um, but it really is based off of like a movie um, where mm-hmm. this like. Right, right guy um basically like gaslights his wife and by gaslighting we mean like he basically like um he basically tells her like things and like distorts reality for her so basically gaslighting refers to like undermining another person's like reality by denying like facts or the environment around them or like denying their feelings and so basically what that looks like is like for example um, you know, if I tell Biki, oh, this is red, but she's like, no, it's green. And the, ar- the object is actually green. But I'm like, no, Biki, you're you're kind of blind. It's actually red, like, you know, like, and like really making her kind of doubt herself. And so right. basically what happened in the movie was that this guy was like heck of manipulating about his of his wife. And his wife was like a sweetheart. Um, and he would do things to like, basically distort her reality and make her think she was crazy mm-hmm. and so he would do things like flicker the freaking lights around the house a fucking dick. yeah hella fucking psycho right he would do it like in the attic and then when like the the lady would like ask um why the gas lights are like flickering because at that time like all the lights were like gas right mm-hmm. um it wasn't like modern electricity like we have right now he basically insisted that like it wasn't really happening and that it was all in her head and that like basically um he would like make her doubt like um herself right and so that's how the gaslighting uh thing was was like coined because he would like turn on the gas lights and like basically like pretend like he didn't do that and like they weren't on um and that they weren't flickering and so basically like he uh you know he kind of did that and like to make her like insane and make her crazy yeah, and, like it's like they do this when they want to like manipulate yeah and he wanted to have like the one up be in control yeah definitely and so that's kind of like, like gaslighting people like don't even, it doesn't even have to be a romantic partner it could be somebody at work it could be somebody that you know definitely it's absolutely fucking terrible yeah and I think it like makes you I mean like if you're the victim right like obviously like it makes you feel stupid and it also makes you feel like maybe you're wrong and like guilty I think there's a lot of guilt like guilt and shame around it um you know and so I I think that yeah like I mean women can also gaslight right like this is not just something that happens in like even heteronormative um relationships it happens in every relationship anyone can be a gaslighter um but we kind of wanted to talk about this, right? Because I think that sometimes um, we've been in these situations where folks gaslight us, and sometimes we notice it like right away. Other times we don't because we're so wrapped up in sure, the right. We're just yeah, like, hey, maybe it is me. And sometimes we're so wrapped up in like the feeling, right? Like, oh, it's it's everything's beautiful. We're in the honeymoon phase, right? Everything things like there's this new guy and like there's this new you know this new person and I want to like make them happy right and so we go along with things or we um undermine or we kind of um neglect the red flags that are very visible to others sometimes or that even in the future we look back and we're like damn like I was like it was all like why why did I take this yeah like why like I never noticed this um so have you ever experienced Vicky like being in a situation where you're like dating somebody and like they're like totally gaslighting you yeah I feel like it happened when I was dating somebody and then also like in work right and and I feel like gaslighting is really tied to people that are narcissists too which I know we want to do a whole another episode that's its own monster but it's like this form of gaslighting where they just make you feel like not secure or whatever. And it would be like something as simple as you remembering they told you something. It could be plans. It could be who knows, like some miscellaneous thing. And then when you come back or when you start like getting ready to go to this place or talk to somebody else about it, they're like, I never said that. Or it's like yeah. you're tripping or whatever. And um, I was dating this one guy that was kind of he I. I kind of just diagnosed him as a narcissist. 
Because he would do the gaslight and he would just deflect any type of accountability for his own actions. It was always like, well, you need to stop being so sensitive or like that's that wasn't my intention or that's not what I said or things like that, where I was kind of like, wait, what? Or even like in an argument, like then like the blame was like once again, like shift like back onto me. Right. And then it took me like a little like a little time to kind of start recognizing these things as gaslighting. And it's like how they're not they're a huge red flag right because the person that's gaslighting you is most likely never going to stop this is like how they they're they're attracting power over you that manipulation which is definitely a red flag to just fucking get out the minute somebody starts kind of even just changing your reality or trying to kind of make you feel like have these feelings of it's like wait like of just being unsure of yourself yeah like are you you're asking yourself like am i too sensitive like um, you probably feel confused or you feel yeah, like you're the crazy you're person like in the trying, relationship. Because even if you're trying to do a boundary and you're trying to tell this person how you feel and like share like what triggered yes. you about the interaction, it's like they're just like, it's impossible to even just get through that conversation because now yeah. it's not even, now the problem is on you basically. And you they're end not, up apologizing, right? Um, yeah, even no. though you're not at fault and you're you're the one with your hurt feelings. Um, like, well, like what the fuck? And it's so draining and it just, it's so frustrating for me where I'm just like, I just stop engaging and I'm just like, forget it. Like now I, now I just like know to definitely just like walk away. But it's like before it's like, you kind of wanted to have these discussions with them, uh, but it's just impossible to. Yeah. And I think and that I, part of it yeah. too is like the whole idea around gaslighting was like to make you feel like you're crazy. Right. And so sometimes women get stuck in these relationships where they're the crazy ex, right. They're the crazy person that's yeah. acting crazy in the relationship. And there's no real ownership from the other partner in terms of like, what were their um, reactions and what were their actions in that relationship. And I think that from what I've seen too, is like, you know, people like, even like, I mean, you mentioned making plans, right? And then being like, no, well, that wasn't it. Or like women having, like feeling like, especially like if- Or even um, distorting what happened of something. Yeah, definitely. But I get you and, like, ambient, and it's kind of like, that's not what happened at all. Like, yeah, it's like, but I was fucking there, dude. Like, what do you mean? Like, yeah. what happened? <laughs> Or saying things like, you know, you're being paranoid. You're always so dramatic. I think women get that a lot. Like, oh, you're, you're just being dramatic, right? That kind of like uh, plays down like your feelings and like, you know, you can't really like. Yeah, it's like you're just an emotional wreck. Like yeah. people shouldn't even. T- yeah, and like I have like a list of stuff that I actually got. So gaslighting sounds like. And I got this from Novas underscore narcissist abuse underscore recovery because we all know narcissists use this. And it's like, this is such typical shit that you hear. So it's kind of like, you need help. You're so emotional. I never did anything wrong. Like, this is all you. You're so defensive all the time. I fucking hate that. Or like, you're always twisting things. Um, You're imagining things, right? Like if you maybe you're confronting somebody for like their behavior or something that you heard that they did. Or like, there you go again. You're overreacting. Yeah, or Or like, like, calm down. It's not a big deal. Or my favorite, I was just joking. I didn't really mean that. Like, I didn't say that. Yeah, I didn't mean it like that, obviously. Like, don't get upset over anything. So I'm sure, like, everybody's kind of heard these things, right? And it's kind of, at first, it's kind of like, oh, like, he's just saying that stuff. But it's like, now you know, it's like, it's fucking gaslighting. It's manipulative. And it's like, you don't fucking have to sit there and take it. Yeah, definitely. And I think that, you know... um, I think like when with everything and I think with all of the, the like terms we're going to kind of throw at you today, um, you should always make a mental note, right? If something is not feeling right, like yeah. make a mental note, whether it's on your notes app, on an actual journal, wherever, just like document like how you're feeling, like what happened at that, you know, with that situation where that person made you feel this way. And I think that that's been very helpful to me to kind of be like, oh, you know, on this day, this, this day, uh, so-and-so said this. Yeah, and it kind of like triggered like, it's so sad that you have to do that um to not question your own sanity yes right because there are such fucking dicks out there and so like something that this says effects of gaslighting which you might feel uh, i got this on instagram also because you know i'm a huge fucking narcissist nerd um it's warrior underscore goddess under training and it says you'll probably feel confused you struggle to make decisions like you question yourself like, wait, is he right? Like, did this happen? Or maybe they'll even pull in like family or friends into it. Like you've lost some type of confidence. 
um, you find yourself isolated with like very little support and you're paralyzed by fear of life without them. Uh, and then you kind of just accept whatever they're saying. Yeah. And you also make excuses for your partner. And I think that this is very important to kind of identify at the beginning of the relationship, right? Because you don't want to like live your life with somebody who's going to gaslight you and make you feel less than um, consistently, right? And so when you're stepping out into the dating scene this summer, just kind of remember like, have your hey, like, what is hat it? on. Yeah, have your fucking like, chingona hat. Don't waste my fucking time. Like, oh, hell no. He went there. He said this. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, like, I see it even on the apps, right? Like, sometimes, like, dudes, like, I be reading like, and watching all these, like, different TikToks of, like, women who get, like, these DMs on these apps. And then the, the men are like, oh, why are you acting like such a bitch? Or, oh, why? Like, I, all I did was ask question and like you know those are like red flags like you should not let anyone like question your own you know and I see it like I remember I don't even I can't even think of the account right now but there was this account and it was this woman and this guy asked her like oh do you always have a bunch of filters on your pictures and she was like uh is your penis small like and then he was like what does that matter answer my question you know he was just like very defensive and like you know, she was just, he's like, I don't want to be disappointed if I, then I meet you in person. And then she's like, well, why don't you answer the question about your penis? Cause I don't want to be disappointed if I meet you in person. You know, so she was just like clapping back, but he was like, really like at the end, he ended it with like, oh, you're fat. And I never said any of that. And like all this other stuff. Right. And like, he straight up went there to like attack the way she looked and like, kind of like, oh, I didn't mean any of that. Like, I didn't say it like that. Like you're, you don't even, you can't take a joke. You can't like you know and it was just hella rude and I was yeah. like what Dude, the fuck some nerve just remembered I feel like sometime last year I was like just like not serious but like in the talking stages with somebody and then they had kind of mentioned something about coming over to their place and then like a lot of stuff was just like not making sense and kind of raising red flags and like me being super blunt back then like I was even like dude like this is all like fuck boy status kind of things that you're doing like and then he turned and said, well, what are you talking about? Like, not even, you know, like, that's not, that's not what I'm saying. There's nothing wrong with like two adults, like having good sex and blah, blah, blah. Like all this other stuff. And I was like, dude, like this guy's getting all up in a, bu- uh, what do they call it? All up in a knot? What's that? Yeah, all up in a knot. English saying? Sorry, I'm not really good with the English saying. <laughs> once again, we are English learners here. <laughs> But then, like, I, you know, of course, I show, like, Denise everything. Like, it's like, what do I say here? Or, like, am I tripping? And she's like, dude, he's fucking gaslighting me. Like, fuck that guy <laughs> or whatever. Yeah, and no. I'm like, fuck he him. is, right? Like, no. And that, uh, we'll also be talking about breadcrumbing, which is something else that I fucking yeah. learned. And I fucking hate. Yeah. So, right now, you mentioned, like, how you kind of like ran it by me, you know, and your friends. Um, and I think that that's super important. Like if you're not sure, like if someone's gaslighting you or like you feel kind of like confused about your reality of the situation, it's always good to get like another person's perspective of it, right? Like, like, yeah. hey, does this sound like they're kind of like gaslighting me or like, does this yeah. sound and okay? Typically, like-, like I run stuff by Denise because I can tend to sound like an asshole when I reply. So even like, <laughs> like for the guy's sake, like protecting me, but it's kind of like, dude, am I coming off like really bitchy or like whatever? Because sometimes she'll be like, ask. yes, I do like him, but like, let me I say this. this thing. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, that's probably not how you want to talk to the guy that you like, Carol. Um, you know, especially if he's been like good to you. Um, that's probably not how you should respond. Um, but yeah, that's so. Funny. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that we can kind of talk about the other term that you mentioned, which was breadcrumbing. Yeah. And so for those folks that don't know what breadcrumbing is, again, let's spit out some, uh, you know, dictionary uh, terms out here. So basically, it's like the act of sending out like flirtatious, yeah. but like non-committal social signals. Mm-hmm. So basically, you're like throwing breadcrumbs right at them. So it's in order to like lure them into like being a romantic partner or to like having sex with you or whatever the case may be right in other words you're like just leading somebody on yeah and like they're sporadic they will sporadically send you messages like text messages or dm messages like whatever um but they're not consistent with it so maybe they'll go like a couple days maybe one or two weeks where you're kind of like wait what's happening with this person but then it's like they'll shoot you with a hey like i was thinking about you like what are you up to blah blah 
But then typically these people then they are ghost. breadcrumbing you. Yeah. They're they're just it's to boost their ego, right? To kind of just be like, oh, like todavía la tengo interesada or like whatever. And like I, I still got them on check. And I found out that it's like, yeah, there was this other guy that was doing this to me, and I was like, oh, like. I'm always busy. Like that person's probably really busy too. Like I didn't hear a lot from them. And then when I kind of put it together, like somebody mentioned to another girl, I think I like do the bird coming. And I was like, what is that? And I was like, this motherfucker's been bird coming me. Like, what the fuck? Like, you know who I am? What? And really, like, with this, like, the red flags when it comes to red crumbing are really, like, they're less invested in, like, getting together with you, right? So, like, sometimes, like, let's say, for example, you set up a date with somebody, and then they cancel last minute, and, like, you just notice that it's, like, a consistent pattern, you know, so it's, like, not just because somebody does it to you one time, it doesn't mean that they're breadcrumbing you, but, like, let's say that they do this, like, two, three times, and it just kind of becomes a habit, right? Like, every time you guys make plans to hang out, they kind of, like, don't show up, or they're too busy for you, or they, like, cancel last minute, um, or sometimes, like, without even telling you, um, and this might go for, like, long periods of time, right? Like, they cancel on you, they kind of ghost for a little bit, and they come back, like, oh, I heck, I missed you, like, how are you? Like, we should hang out, and then, like, it doesn't happen again, right? Um, it yeah, also like, like bitch, where you been at for two weeks? <laughs> <laughs> right? Like, did you die? Did you get hit by a car on the way to the date? What happened? I'm like in two um, and a half relationships now. <laughs> <laughs> and then you also like kind of don't know where you stand with them. Like, are you dating? Like, are you friends? Are you like friends right, with benefits? Right, so don't make you be confused, right? Yeah. And and so- I mean, I did, I did read that like sometimes breadcrumbing people aren't aware that they're doing it, but I feel like that is a very low percentage. Like most people yeah. like know what they're doing. Yeah. And it's because they don't want to like do set plans or like they're just not that into you. Or they want to <laughs> keep their options open, right? Right. And so you see that a lot with folks that maybe yeah. aren't like ready to settle down. And it's like, um, dudes are not that hard. It's like, if they want you, they're going to come get you. Yeah. They're going to yeah, show you definitely. they're interested. Like they're not going to do this half-ass, one foot forward, you know, three steps backwards. Yeah. And that goes with like anyone, right? Like if somebody really wants to be your friend or like even just like a romantic partner, whatever, they're going to put in the effort. Right. And so if there's no effort there, like, and you're always the person going like a hundred percent and that person's like 25% available or 50% available, then you kind of have to like analyze like, is this situation Mm -hmm. for me? Is this something that I want to like do, you know? Um, and then the other thing with like, uh, breadcrumbing is also like, um what they call like get being warm and then cold with you so it could even be like they respond to you hecka like quick all the time and then then they stop responding to your messages and take a long time mm-hmm. and then you know they kind of like go back again a few days later and like kind of engage in the same behavior or you can't really understand or explain their actions right so like anytime you're confused in any kind of relationship that's not a good sign yeah that like is a you should block. not feel confused you yeah. should not be wondering, is this my boo or is this not my boo? <laughs> that, that's probably not for you. If they you're probably wondering, ain't. they ain't your boo. Yeah. So find we'll a new boo. <laughs> yeah. It's not, you know, and so you gotta really like, I think like kind of like ask those questions, right? Um, or even and- like just like lean back. It's kind of like, all right, if they're gonna be hitting you up, like I'm really good at leaning back, where it's like I just let them to take the lead. Um, yeah, take the lead. It's like if you're not, then it's like I already know like you're not into it. I'm not gonna even yeah get butthurt about it I'm just gonna be like all right like whatever's meant for me like somebody's gonna come if some magnificent person wants to come and be extraordinary with me and let me know that I'm just their person it's like cool but if not I'm not it's not worth it to be fucking you know people can't sleep at night they can't eat the anxiety of like are they gonna text me when am I gonna see them like not knowing how to act it's kind of like that's not even worth it that is like, not are we official should i date other like. people like yeah like what that's do do? not even what it's supposed to feel like you're supposed to be at peace and have fun right you're supposed to be yeah. having fun and like all that bullshit dating is supposed wrong. to be fun yeah yeah and so you kind of have to realize like is this something i want to do like how far do i want to leap into this right do i is it somebody like and you i mean like honestly like when it comes to dating people have different objectives right so kind of like figuring out your objective should be the first thing right like do i want to date long term like do i am i trying to find the love of my life are you ready or am i yeah or am i trying to fuck around and find out like what are we trying to do here um and that kind of yeah that does actually lead into like your third point which is 
about how available or unavailable people are emotionally. Yeah. So with the next thing, um, it's really like what we call emotionally unavailable, right? And what does that really mean? Like, what does that look like? Right. So again, this is basically like um, when somebody is like not really ready um, to commit, right? Yeah. Um, or even invest, like or invest, level of intimacy yeah. that. And I'm not talking about, with intimacy, I'm not talking about sex. Obviously, people can still have sex without intimacy. But this is like being vulnerable and actually doing the work to have a partnership with somebody, right? And I think this is what's harder because people can be in relationships and still be emotionally unavailable because there's no commitment and there's no real intimacy because people fear intimacy or lack the intimacy or commitment, right? So you might participate in a relationship with somebody who exhibits some of this behavior. So you can like go on dates, spend the night together, like meet each other's friends and family, but then they don't want to talk about having like an official relationship with you, right? Because then it's too real. Or sometimes you're in this relationship and I'm not saying for everybody, right? Because again, marriage is not for everyone right Mm -hmm. you do you boo like marriage cannot be for everybody that I don't think that should always be the end goal right but sometimes like let's say that you really want to get married right and like this person is like I want everything but I don't want to be married right and so this is why it's important to kind of like define what that looks like for you and what a successful relationship looks like is your end goal like marriage or is your end goal like spending it with the life partner even if you're not like legally paperwork like married right or even like Um, what is it that you need out of a partner like do you want to be able to connect with somebody like on a deeper level or do you not on for how long yeah so basically you do all the relationship without like the word relationship kind of like a one-sided so yeah and I think that this is um like some of the things that you can kind of like deep um build a little deeper into is like things like um they want to keep things casual. I think that's also a red flag, right? Like, like we'll see this how time. this goes. Yeah, let's take it slow. Let's kind of see how it goes. Um, and y'all have been talking for like six months or more, right? And they still want to take it slow. That's kind of like red flag. He may be emotionally unavailable. Another reason is also like you see a lot with like men who jump into the dating apps uh, fairly quickly. Um, yeah. And even women, right? Talking about their exes. Mm-hmm. Um, that may be that they're still attached emotionally to that ex, right? Dude, you know and what I not- always used to ask when I, well, because I had started dating like years ago, right? Because I was in like the long-term relationship. Um, but then when I had first started dating and actually going on dates, because I was terrified of going on dates with people, was, okay, they're talking about the ex. And I'm like, well, if you could uh, have a do-over and have it all work out, like, would you be interested in having a relationship with this person again? And then if they were like, no, like it's fucking done, X, Y, and Z, then I'd be like, all right, this person's ready to move out. But if they were like, I don't know, I'm not there. Like, I don't know what it would be like. Then it's kind of like, yeah. you're right, not done. Still feeling some type that. of way. Yeah. Yeah. And I would fucking do this to everybody. Dude. It was so <laughs> or like take note of how many times they bring up their ex during the conversation. Right? Yeah. Um, and, I, and it doesn't, I feel like being emotional available doesn't even mean like, it's like, oh, maybe they're hung up on somebody else. It could even just be like, they just haven't done the unpacking they need with their own life to be happy with somebody else. And I feel like I was kind of called out on this too, right? Where I thought I was like, totally open to date and like meet people. And then they threw me into my feelings and they were like, well, you need to share like, how are you feeling or blah, blah, blah. You're always busy. I don't know what, you know, what you're up to. And I'm kind of like, I wasn't prepared to share because I feel like it was kind of soon. I mean, I don't know how people typically, I wasn't raised to share my emotions. Like emotions were just used to describe stuff in writing. (laughs) It wasn't shit we felt or like that were associated with a trigger or, you know, they had meaning. So when he kind of put me into that spot, I was kind of like, one, like I kind of felt violated because I wasn't ready to talk about it. And then two, afterwards, where I was kind of like, wow, like, I really do like this person. Um, maybe I am going to, I do need to actually dig, dig. There's some shit there that's like heavy that I need to unpack in order to be fully open and be available. Yeah. And I think right? that what you brought up is a really good point. Like, how do you know you're the not the emotionally unavailable one? Mm-hmm. And so some of those things are like, when commitment approaches, like, do you want to back out? Like, if that person's like, you know, are you ready to like go head on with that person? Um, or do you and like, I'm like operate? what you mean? <laughs> yeah. Or like, do you operate by keeping your options open? Right. Yeah, yeah. 
Which um, can also like, be a defense mechanism, right? Keeping yeah, but that's available. also being emotionally unavailable, right? right? Like and being trying to keep your options open toxic. means, <laughs> yeah, means that you're like not really ready to like be in that relationship, um, or you worry about like um, trust, right? And trusting that person, like it doesn't come easy. Um, and I think that a major red flag is also like noticing your patterns, right? Like, are you always right. ending up with? emotionally unavailable people mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. because you kind of attract what you also like oh you're putting out, out. The, yeah so if you're like always like you know looking for drama then of course like you know you're gonna attract drama and so um if you're looking for if you're always being emotionally unavailable always like lacking intimacy or like not really trying to build that trust and connection with others because you don't know how or because you're afraid or whatever it is right um then that's really what you're going to attract and so you can't like ask your partner to like go in 100 percent, and then you're willing to like only do 50 and the other 50 let's see where it goes um so yeah so that's kind of like on that i think the other thing that we wanted to talk about was also um just like um fuck boys in general i feel like that could be its whole episode too yeah and i feel like so fuck boys do do a bunch of this stuff and this is also a new term right it's very like a couple of years ago but i mean isn't it the same thing as being a player or is that like different so it's there could be fuck boys they could be fuck girls too yeah so i guess like it could be like somebody who's like like they're just out there to try to get girls and yeah they're just trying to like fuck around and then be cool and yeah they're just doing things who's like a player and is only like in the relationship for sex Mm -hmm. like you know they want to keep their options open so like they could be like with you but not with you because you're not the one you're not like the wifey material right you're just like the side chick or the the time the you know passing the time um and so I think that with that, like, um, so just like, I guess, like, um, it's heck of funny because um, we started hearing this, I think, more as like we got older, right? Like, I don't think there was really a word for this. Um, and like, basically, some of the things that like it says on like, you know, um, when you online, when you search up fuckboy, boy, yeah. right, it's basically a guy who like doesn't really respect women, mm. but relies on them heavily. He's mm-hmm. like distant. He doesn't really care about other people's time and won't commit. He's also self-absorbed or does stupid things and fucks with people's emotions. So I think that like a fuckboy can kind of embody all of these different like and there's different behaviors and red flags. Boys, yeah. Right? And I think there's different levels, right? There's levels to yeah. this shit. Um, so yeah. And I mean, the girls. But what are some are, like signs? Like, yeah, right? so I feel like a like, lot of them, like they, they just invite you over. Yeah. Like leading a girl on you know, letting her down and then apologizing for asking for things like pictures, right? Oh, they asked uh, so, for pictures. Oh my God. Yes. Yeah. And so then like, oh, a lot of the conversation is like sexual innuendos. Yeah. Or, or like, like if you're if on a date with to, them. Yeah. Yeah. So like if a girl tries to stand up or like call him out, he gets all defensive, right? And he's like, oh, whatever, you're ugly or like, you know, whatever. Like he's not gonna like, you know, and like they answer with like short answers. Um, not really putting a lot of thought, you know, um, and like he bails and like, you know, he's just kind of like wasting your fucking time, really. Um, That's what a fuck boy is, a waste of time. time into maybe organizing a date or taking you out somewhere. Basically, they'll make you also like kind of like they'll say what you want to hear just to like have sex, right? Like they'll be like, but I really like you, like you know, like, yeah, I love so don't you. Don't fucking fall for their, what they say, right? Like, they already know they have that, that they're super smooth. It's kind of like, what are their actions? Are they aligning? Are they being consistent? It's like, no, no te dejes. It's like, don't be dumb. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And I think with the other things, um, you know, there's also things that are red flags, which are, again, things like them not having contact with you. Um, and I think we kind of touched on this a little bit with like breadcrumbing or like emotionally unavailable people, um, but having that and then also like no accountability. And I think that that's true for like a lot of these things, right? Like whether it's gaslighting, breadcrumbing, being emotionally unavailable, being a fuckboy, there's no accountability for people's actions, right? And I feel like, like for that, that's so necessary to just resolve conflict. And it's like yes. if that other person, like even you included, is not willing to talk about it of take owning your own shit like if I fuck up I'm I, like I know like damn I fucked up 
like like I maybe like that was really rude or I shouldn't have done this or that but it's like I'll let them know like my bad and it's like yeah you shouldn't have to talk about it fucking one two three four or five times about it it's like you know it shouldn't have to be repeated yeah definitely and I think with that along the lines like we've been hearing a lot of like this word like toxico or toxic right and like what does that mean like I think that we hear it we see it I've been seeing like some like pulga market merch it says like toxico or whatever the hell right uh and people are kind of coining it as like a cute little term but like honestly like what you're idolizing is like really somebody who's like toxic who's a person who like adds negative a negativity to your life and upsets you in some way right like even like fights or yeah like it's usually people who are like dealing with like their own stresses and traumas it could also be a little immature yeah they again they could be dealing with their like, stresses traumas they act in yeah. ways that like don't really present them in the best light and usually they do it to like upset other people um so again like these are people that like um you know manipulate people into doing something that they don't want to mm-hmm. do they're like confusing their partner they're like never apologizing for their actions or taking accountability um you you know and if you're finding yourself in a situation where you're constantly feeling bad about having that person around um or you feel like it could even be like an extreme like jealous drama person yeah yeah, yeah. like like and then like being like oh why you know they're always bringing the freaking drama and like pointing out things like you know they're they're inconsistent they do things to like get your attention right so whether it's like constantly calling you or texting you or you know whatever showing up at your at your yeah and, and they also will probably say like oh like there's just so much drama like you know all these people are full of drama and I'm like all that drama is around you like that shit's not following you fool like you're probably creating it or you know manifesting yeah. all that drama and I think that a toxic person like yes it's like the drama like I mean to, to some level they're a little narcissistic right yeah um and there's always like they don't respect your boundaries and I think that that's like a huge thing right like they manipulate others for like what they want so that they don't like really respect boundaries so like even if you've been clear with them about your needs and like your intentions and like what you want from them and like what your ideal relationship looks like with them they basically are not like somebody who you can like base a relationship off trust um and the ability to respect boundaries because that's not what you're going to get with them Mm -hmm. um they just don't do that right they often consistently like do things that really like go against like what you've imposed as your boundary and so I think that you know I I think we see this like now it's like cute like little like oh my toxic girlfriend it's like the crazy like, girlfriend right yeah uh, who and engages I feel in, like, like all these parts of it because I mean I know you and like my friends sometimes are like God, Carol you're so toxic sometimes and I'm like toxic in what sense like on what level are we talking about <laughs> Yeah, so a like, little it's toxic. Like, are you a little psycho? psycho? But see, but I'm not psycho. I'm more of like, well, not anymore, right? I'm. Yeah, I'm and I think that sometimes even with toxic people, like, I mean, like, I think with any of these, like, sometimes you can have folks that like abuse, like, um, substances or drugs, and I think that they become toxic, right? and engage right. in toxic behaviors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and they do it like maybe they're only this way when they're drunk. Mm-hmm. right oh and yep. so that could be like a huge red flag right like yeah especially because summer right like people want to party people want to like have fun right um and I think that like sometimes like realizing this is a pattern like when they're drunk every time they're yeah. drunk they're like jealous. if it's getting in the way of like your relationships or your work or like anything that has to do with like the law if maybe you're in the DUI or maybe you're getting put in the drunk tank or whatever um it's like that could be toxic in itself and as a huge red flag yeah, definitely. And you don't, know, you just want to like, kind of put that like, you know, in the back burner and kind of like take note of it. Right? Is it somebody who's like, emotionally, like, also like, I guess, like a spiritual vampire, right? Like, it's people mm-hmm. that are just like, chupando de la energia, right? Like, is this person draining? Like, this person, somebody like, that I have to like, recharge for days after I hang out with them. Yeah. Right? And then they're probably not the person for you. Yeah, Yeah, and then so I actually got this other uh, thing. It's from Let's Talk Mental Health, and it's reasons you tolerate toxic behavior from other people. So it's like one, you never learn how to set boundaries, right? Maybe you're new to it. Uh, You fear that they will abandon you if you speak up. You're trauma bonded, 
to the pattern and um you've watched like a parent tolerate toxicity and think it might be normal you haven't been completely in touch with self-love and knowing your worth and do you like what do you think why else could people well yeah I think that part of it is like low self-esteem too like sometimes you you allow this right because um and I think that sometimes people are toxic because they are also like they also have low self-esteem so it's normal. Right? Like <laughs> you see yeah, it so it's like, behavior. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, you know, like that's how they get attention for themselves. Like if I do this, like it's like a kid, right? If I act this way, I get attention. Therefore, I'm going to keep doing it. Right. Even though I know it's wrong. Um, so, yeah. So I think that like with all the terms that we kind of covered, all the different like things that could be red flags, I think that what we can talk about are like, how what do you, can you do? Yeah. What can you it, right? do? Like, how do you like break this cycle? How do you identify these red flags? And like, how do you just like move forward with that? And I think that the first thing is like identifying the problem. Right. Yeah. It's like, I mean, it's like with AA, right? Like you, you have to first admit you have a problem, right? Or like that there's a problem, that a problem exists. Um, so you got to identify, you have to like recognize and name it, right? Um, and it could be like whatever's going on, like you have to like be okay with identifying it. Mm -hmm. And I think like part of it is also like sorting out the truth from distortion, right? Like looking at like, again, I said, take notes, right? On yeah. red flags or things that you feel like kind of just didn't sit right with you. Um and I think that that's something that you can do, whether it's like, again, on a journal or on a notes app, whatever, right? Mm -hmm. um, and it's not for you to like bust out the note pages and be like, on January 4th, 2006, you said this um, I mean, at this time. I <laughs> <laughs> but like, you know, receipts. Be like, right? no like Inconsistencies. <laughs> um, and then also like figuring out like, if you are in a power struggle with your partner, right? I think that that's very important. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, if you find yourself having, like, the same conversation over and over, and then, like, basically, like, looking, like, hey, like, this person is, like, maybe, like, has some power over me, and I think that it's even common, like, in relationships with one, where one partner is older, right, like, yeah. like, that could be, like, also a power struggle, right, or one partner has more experience, or, you know, whatever, um, and I think it's also important to, like, give yourself permission to feel all your feelings, right, like, letting yourself know like hey like I'm feeling this kind of way like acknowledging it mm -hmm. like I think it's okay to bring it up you know to them like hey you know and that like I think that the reaction will say a lot yeah totally yeah they're kind of like oh I had no idea yeah and like versus their behavior. yeah versus you're crazy or like I never said any of that right um because yeah, they say I think, like you can't change someone who doesn't see an issue in their actions right you're just talking to them yeah and I think like talking to your friends, right, or having like a support system is key. I mean, like, it's also key, like when you're in an abusive relationship, right? Um, because we know that abusive people and like people who like to manipulate tend to like want to isolate you, right? And so I think that it's always important to have a supportive support system. And it could be like somebody you show text messages to, right? I'm not trying to be like, oh, like having your friends know all your cheesement about you and your partner. Yeah. But like, you know, like, hey, like this didn't sit right with me. Like if this you person, read this, what would you take away from me? Yeah, yeah like kind of like what Biggie does, you know, like, hey, like, you know, this person said this, like, I don't know how I feel about this. Like, or sometimes we're just laughing, like this motherfucker really said this, like, yeah <laughs> like you know and that kind of like validates like hey like you know like I was right about the situation like how my gut feeling right like yeah. always this gut feeling um or maybe it's exagerando or like maybe um you know maybe I'm just reading it wrong and that's not what they really meant but I think it's always good to like ask for clarification right like hey like you said this like what did you mean by that and I think that you know you can't control anyone uh, you can't control their opinions or actions. And so even though like we'd love to, right? Um, that's not always like something we, we can do, right? And I think that if you're trying to be in a healthy relationship, you just kind of have to acknowledge like, um, you know, like the situation that you're in, right? And seeing is this for me or is this not for me? And if something just doesn't sit right, I always say go with your gut feeling, right? Because you know, your body knows how it responds to people and people's energy. And so yeah so those are just some a few things that I feel like would help um and kind of like identifying these red flags and really tuning in with is this something I want to pursue and for me like I think I'm just very blunt and direct and I, and I just go with like no contact 
Like, yeah. I'm not going to reply. You could also do that, right? You know, and because they do, they recommend even doing that for like at least 30 days to like three months or whatever, you know, uh, yeah. where it's just like, I'm done. And honestly, like if you're dating somebody in the summer and this goes into like fall or whatever, and you guys are still like haven't had a first date, hadn't really like met up aside from like one time y'all had sex, like you might want to analyze that relationship when cuddle season comes I mean, around. Unless, right? your ho- unless your hobby is to just waste your time. Yeah. But like, I know that like a lot of people who are trying to date are maybe out there trying to find like their person. Right. And so it's um, kind of like, again, take it with a grain of salt, take whatever you like, whatever fits your lifestyle, right? And whatever fits your choices in life. Yeah. And so we always say, do you boo, right? Um, that's what a chingona is, right? You do what you want and what makes you You're happy. You're in control, so, right? Yes. Of your situation, of your life, of what happens, of what you allow to happen too. Um, for yeah. Me. And there are like, so there's this other thing that like a lot of people just say like the safest most productive way is to just remove yourself from the situation and mentalhealth.q actually gave gives you examples of ways to respond and uh once that one is one example is like i'm not going to argue with you about what i know i experienced um i remember that differently my feelings and perception of what happened are valid even if you do not understand or disagree i hear you but that is not how i experienced it and if you continue invalidating me, I will not continue this conversation. So I feel like yes. those are like good things Boundary. to with families, right? Yes. Families. So again, like with all these, like it could be your red flag boo, right? During the summer, or it could be your friend, or it could be your family member, right? Because some family members be narcissistic, toxic, right? They'd be all the things. Um, so again, like we hope that this helped and that you have at least some knowledge in terms of like these terms and like how to identify some of the and even key like, red flags. Share, share your own red flags with us too. It may be something that we missed, right? Could yeah, be definitely. That maybe we haven't experienced or we haven't really seen. That's typical. Um, we definitely want to spread the word out for that. So pónganse... I think we said that in the <laughs> post. At Bichingonas, spot the red flags, talk to your home, uh, your homegirls about it. Don't be, no, don't be anybody's pendeja this summer. All right. But also, uh, chingona summer. Yeah. But also live your best whole life if that's what you want. All right, chingona. So we asked all of you what were some red flags on Instagram. And this is what you guys said. So one of them is their messages go from blue to green at night. So I think this is because somebody goes to airplane mode or right. It just seems kind of sketchy. Yeah. Or they leave you on red. They're like not interested. Like I'm saving but that from, for later. From blue to green, it goes, it goes from iMessage to like text message. So this is only, I guess, for like iPhone yeah. users. Or also block. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Definitely a red flag. Yeah. Um. Another chingona shared, um, and this would, um, this one hits Piki close to heart. Um, Hace la dieta keto. Come on, <laughs> bunch of haters. Red flag. <laughs> that means we might be pick eaters. Yeah, so it says when someone's clearly still feeling guilty about their past relationships. So yeah, emotionally unavailable, right? Yep. And the other one that folks submitted was um, your your um, ex and boyfriend still hang out. Um, donde hubo fuego, da, da, da. Right. So basically the ex is still hanging out with your current man. So, again, that is like very like red flag ish. Right. Um, and, you know, the saying, donde hubo fuego, cenizas quedan, y entre nosotros hubo una hoguera, right? And so to each their own, some of y'all may be cool with that, right? Because I don't think, I think, I don't know. Vicky, what do you think? Do you think exes can become friends? Uh, you know, I feel like as long as none of them have feelings for each other, maybe after like a while of like being separate, but probably not. Yeah. I usually, when I like, you know, break up with somebody, I'm like, I'm going to do you good and then not contact you so you can heal. <laughs> yeah. And um, I don't typically, you know, stay in contact, although I'll still be cordial depending on, you know, the situations, but 
but yeah. yeah no if like I was dating somebody and they're like oh it's my best friend it's like you know we dated like five years and and we had sex I might just be like oh <laughs> really like that would still be on the back of my mind but I guess you do have to trust your partner so I haven't really got to that level yet <laughs> <laughs> Well, I think our listener definitely uh, was on the same boat as you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so what was the next one? And then the next one is he asked me where he could find a sex worker and not get in trouble. This was like for his friend. Oh, like, not even just to clarify. Him. It was clarify. Still, I was still kind of like, oh, what? Like, well, this is so but, awkward. But then again, <laughs> like, I could just be like, I'm asking for my friend. And like, in reality, it's like. <laughs> for me you know um, I know yeah, the next one buddy rents yeah people. yeah definitely and then <laughs> the he, next- texted, he texted me good morning every day for 30 days but never planned a date hashtag roster yeah so yeah that's like the ones that try to be cute and be like hello you know good morning beautiful blah 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 and it's like every day but it's like they don't put in the effort to probably like talk to you or like or meet up they're yeah it's not like anything real they're just wasting your time it's like oh thank you but it's like no thanks yeah <laughs> so the next thing when I shared um that a major red flag is when a guy says he never masturbates which like, come on dude yeah <laughs> <laughs> I think there's it's, like some issues there right maybe yeah let's unpack that let's unpack that yeah like, like yeah let's unpack why you're not masturbating yeah. <laughs> exactly. like why are you not pleasuring yourself right <laughs> Um, the next one, uh, was when you're on a dinner date and the phone is on the table face down. I don't know about this. Cause I do that. <laughs> yeah. I, think, I do that. I cause mean, I feel like I don't want it like to just be blowing up. Yeah. <laughs> Not that like my phone always blows up. Oh, you're so but, like as respect, as, you know, like, I don't yeah, know. I think, you know, for this person, I guess it's a little sus, right? Like, yeah, yeah. whatever. But, I like, just learned what, that what word. Are they hiding. <laughs> Oh, now, now you're too gen, you're, you're like a Gen Z now <laughs> yeah. uh, or Gen X, whatever they're called I now. Know. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it's a little sus. Um, yeah. Or you can I just don't put your phone on the table too either, right? Yeah. Away but I get it. Like the listeners probably like, what are they hiding? But then I like kind of do this too. Like I put my phone down, and it's not because I'm hiding something. Like yeah. I don't fuck. My husband knows my password. Yeah. But sorry, that was actually my husband texting me. <laughs> <laughs> but um I do it because like I don't want to be distracted like I don't want to be on my phone yeah, me too. you know like out of just like our respect for our time and space like I don't want to be like on social media or on the phone while we're on a date you know um what was the next yeah. one uh ask for my weight or body pictures yeah so kind of like what the heck like even like on dating apps like even people have asked me too like can I get a full body picture and I'm like what and like, I don't even know if I like you like I'm, I don't even know if I want to share pictures of myself like uh no <laughs> yeah and it's not like they're asking for a nude like I get that and like people like what they like you know some people are more uh, attracted to a certain like physique and stuff which it's all good right but if you're doing it to be a dick like yeah again that's small dick and it's like every chingona should feel comfortable being out there however we look right I'm not I'm not asking you for a picture of your dick to see how big or small it is like bruh you know like if that's your opening line yeah no um the other one was guys who are cheap on a date um so that's something somebody else shared think about this one I don't know yeah it's thoughtful yeah I I love picnics you know, like, yeah, I fucking, I don't know, a drive through and let's say and like, watch, I don't know, the fucking but maybe I feel like sunset. it's like putting in the effort to yeah. plan something, right? Not, not really mattering. Like, I don't know if they're thing. like coming from a place of like, they don't want to pay for you on the first yeah. date. Like, I don't know. I think there's a lot of feelings around that. Yeah. Um, who pays on the first date? Like, how do you, you know, handle that situation? Yeah, that's confusing. Um, yeah. And then our last one. Is insult exes rude to people in customer service, uh, fall in love too fast and overly jealous. So this one had a lot of red flags, and I definitely agree with that. Insult exes, if they're just constantly complaining about their exes, then that's definitely a red flag. flag right? Yes, it's like you want to call your ex crazy, um, but what you know, 
Yeah, you probably like that made might be a narcissistic, yeah. right? And then yeah. I feel like, like, definitely, I hate it when people are rude to people or when they bully other people. Like, it yes, can be and another Especially thing service people, staff, yeah. like, do you not realize this person's handling your food? Like, they could just spit in your food. Like, yeah. and I would give them full permission to do so because you're being a fucking dick. So they said, um, fall in love too fast. So it's like, yeah, like the people that start with the pet names really fast. I'm just like, gross. Oh, it babe. makes my stomach hurt. Like, <laughs> I don't even know your last name yet. <laughs> <laughs> and then of course like overly jealous right like yeah. we... I'm surprised nobody said like not like dishonesty yeah well, too. there's so yeah. many out there there's so much crap out there I mean especially so if you're like just... lying about little things right like yeah yeah so yeah so thank you chingonas um for sharing and that is it for this episode. Remember to stay toxic free this summer. And like always, make sure to hit our subscribe button wherever it is you get your podcast at Chingona's Rising so you don't miss an episode. And make sure to leave us a review on Apple and Spotify and share our podcast. Also, follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter if you have not done so already at Chingona's Rising so you can chat and connect with us more. And you can also check out our website at ChingonasRising.com for updates. Oh, 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 oh,